fantasy managers, welcome back to another edition of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live weekly video cast and podcast. Joining me today to both review Game Week 26 and preview Game Week 28 are the regulars of Jack Gillibrand of Esports Live and Matt Day, the guru of FPL Addicts. Ollie will be joining us later on in the podcast on video as well. Both Jack and Matt's handles are as shown on screen, but if you're listening to this for Esports Live, it's at Esports Live now. And for FPL Addicts, it's at underscore FPL Addicts on both Instagram and Twitter. So go chuck them a follow whilst you're at it. But now that you can already see their faces, let's introduce the guests. Jack, how are you, mate? Elliot, I'm good. Good to see you in the hot seat, buddy. I'm excited for today's pod. Um, yeah, just delighted to be back, mate. Yeah, it's good. It's been a massive game week, so we can't wait to get into it. And Matt, how are you doing yourself, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Elliot. A couple of uh, back-to-back wins for Spurs. We'll be back on track and, uh, and Gareth Bale's back. So, yeah, happy man. Is he yeah, back? about time. He must be, you know. You <laughs> talked about it at the start of the season, didn't you, Matt? He was going to be one of the ones to watch. Prime fantasy fodder or whatever you were saying. So, maybe that's coming true now. But it was good to hear from you both then. And we've got Ollie now with his Peely's puzzler. Coming right up. Ollie can't be uh, on... on on live stream tonight, so uh, he sent us a little video for the Peely's Puzzler. Peely's Puzzler, if any of you got Amy Martinez last week, hopefully you can go back to back, go two from two, and get this one right as well. So the first two clues are as follows, they both relate to Barnsley, who've been absolutely flying in the championship at the moment, they've broken into the top six, but this is also one of the best FPL defenders this season, who I have had in my team for quite a while now. So I started my career at Barnsley and I made my first team debut at the age of just 17. So they're the first two clues of this week's Peely's Puzzler to the next two coming up midway through the podcast. Good stuff from you there, Ollie. Thank you very much. But now it's time to review the Game Week 26 results. And it started off at the Etihad with Man City, West Ham. Man City were able to beat West Ham with their two centre-halves scoring both of their goals. We then moved on to West Brom Brighton and Kyle Bartley was the difference in that game after Brighton had two missed penalties and a goal ruled out for the most absurd reason I think I've seen in a long time. Aston Villa then beat Leeds 1-0. Wolves held my team Newcastle to a point at home with a very frustrating performance. Crystal Palace Fulham, a bit of a 0-0 draw there. Arsenal were able to defeat Leicester three goals to one. Matt's team Spurs demolished Burnley which is what he would be loving to see. Gareth Bale back on form, back amongst the goals. Jack's team, Man United, draw 0-0 with Chelsea. Bit of a boring game there, but another clean sheet for Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. Liverpool beat Sheffield United 2-0 away with an own goal and a goal from Curtis Jones. Everton beat Southampton 1-0 with Richarlison, who's found his way into a little bit of form this game week. Man City beat Wolves 4-1. Again, Pep Guardiola's side showing why they are going to be the champions this season. Burnley held Leicester to a point. Sheffield United shock beat Aston Villa 1-0. No one really saw that coming. David McGoldrick with the only goal. Man United with their second clean sheet of the week, drawing 0-0 with Crystal Palace this time. A disappointing result for the Reds. Uh, Matt's team Spurs beat Fulham. They were quite uh, lucky. You know, Fulham had a goal ruled out by VAR, but Jose Mourinho's side doing it 1-0 again. And then Everton beat West Brom 1-0. West Brom, like Fulham, had a goal ruled out as a Newcastle fan wasn't too bothered by that one. 
And then Chelsea beat Liverpool away with a goal from Mason Mount. And as I said, another clean sheet for Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. They were the results of the week. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over my top three shocks of the week. So this week in fantasy, the highest score worldwide was 178 points and the average was 75. For my first shock of the week, we've talked about it already. And to Matt's delight, we have Gareth Bale. The Welshman managed two goals, an assist, clean sheet and three bonus in his game against Burnley and also earned two points in his second match against Fulham, totaling Bale's game week score to 21 points, finally hitting that form that he and Spurs so desperately needed. Secondly, we have Chelsea defender Andreas Christensen. The Danish international managed to accumulate two clean sheets and five bonus points over his two matches against Man United and Liverpool, which isn't bad at all for the centre-half. This gave Christensen 17 points in game week 26. And then finally, we have Kyle Bartley. The Baggies defender rewarded his owners with 17 points in game week 26. This came from a goal, clean sheet and three bonus points against Brighton and two points for playing against Everton. That was it for my shocks of the week, though. Thank you. Right, so moving on now, we've got our team reviews. So firstly, what we're going to start with is we're going to start with you, Jack, who uh, are you you excited to talk about this or not really? Uh, Listen, it's been, um, obviously, I think a lot of people have been let down this week, haven't they? With uh, a lot of people play wildcard, triple captain shouts and the double game week. It looks so promising, so exciting. Um, And then we've been uh, blessed. Listen, I've got a decent score, to be fair. I don't think it was the worst, but... Is it great? Is it what you expect from a double game week? Probably not. Um, I was obviously last last week we discussed the wild card options. I went on a uh, obviously a, a guru night out. Got a one on one session with him. Discussed the options available. Um, listened to some of the advice. Didn't listen to others. Thought I'd take a bit of a gamble and go for a differential with Sterling instead of uh, Salah. Um, and obviously Salah, uh, Sterling, and both him and Cancelo got a. Uh, done by Pep Roulette and got dropped, didn't they? So, didn't appear in the first one. Thought they might hit in the second. And believe Gabriel Jesus bagged the goals instead, didn't he? He was, he was the man, so. And then Barnes getting injured in that first game. It just, I think that just sums up your um, double game week. But, um, Guru, how do you think I went, mate? Yeah, look, you know what? I think you've, you've come out okay. I think, like, yeah. considering this second half of the game week, was really light on with points you know Fernandez didn't hit in, in either game and um you know Kane didn't do anything in the second game and that type of thing I think you've actually come out okay and to be yeah. honest I think your, your shouts weren't that bad because Sterling uh I think you, you know everyone may have saw he actually apologized on his Twitter page <laughs> yeah. and said sorry for you know my FPL points because he could have had a hat trick in that second game um so I actually think that wasn't a bad shout uh, I know the points didn't reflect but he was in all the right positions um, you know, you got a good return off Son there. Uh, so I think you did well putting, putting him in there. Uh, Luke Shaw was a really good pick. Uh, Target's good because you're going to have him for that blank game week in 29. Yeah, right, yeah. M- Martinez as well. Um, but Calvert-Lewin was a bit unlucky. Like I was kicking myself because, you, know, you know, we spoke about Richarlison a lot on this pod. And <laughs> uh, I think Calvert-Lewin, though, going forward again, he's a good option. So to be honest, I actually think you've done all right. You've beat the average. You didn't have to take any hits. And... Um, you know, going forward, you've actually got a decent lineup. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to do something about Harvey Barnes now. I think again that you know it was unlucky. You've come up pretty well, so 
yeah, it's just annoying with Harvey Barnes, even for me. Uh, you know, you take Madison out for being injured for Harvey Barnes. And as Jack said there, it really just sums up your game week when, you know, one of your star players you bring in just gets injured for a couple of months in the first week. But as Matt was saying, it's not a bad score by any stretch of the imagination there, Jack. But moving on to your team now, Matt, who are a little bit more points, 99, nearly got triple digits. Bit unlucky not to, but not a bad score from you at all. Yeah, look, 99, I would have liked the uh, the century or above. But um, look, I've used the... Uh, the golden ticket. I've used the triple captain now. So, uh, you know, that's, that's me pretty much done other than the, uh, the bench boost. And, you know, look, a bit disappointed because Kane over the two, I think in the first game, he was 10 seconds away from a bonus point and he missed a sitter in the last minute and lost a bonus point. So, you know, that, that goes in and he gets man the match in 13 points uh, as a single score. And then last night he missed a golden chance. And I think it was one of those weeks where, you know, he could have come up with more, but I'm not too disappointed because I think 12 rounds to go, um, had to use it at some point. And, uh, you know, 24 points, better than nothing. And then looking at the rest of my team, you know, Son come out with a good score. Uh, the two boys at the back who have been brilliant for me, Diaz and Stones, who are on my uh, initial wild card and in the last double. Uh, Martinez, brilliant. Um, I was a bit annoyed because Mitchell, you know, Palace two clean sheets and Mitchell was injured. So, um, you know, that was a bit frustrating, but yeah, I actually did. I, so my score was 99, but net score was about 91. I, I did take an eight point hit, which, you know, I've always said I'm not a fan of hits, but it was a double and uh, I went with, uh, got Kane back in. Obviously stuck the triple on him. I bring Pereira in from West Brom. Uh, di- didn't really do anything, but um, he's in there with the, the mindset that they actually have uh, Newcastle, at, your boys Newcastle at home and there's potential there. And then Calvert-Lewin was the other, the other minus four. And, you know, I've always liked Richarlison. I've, I've talked him up a lot and I was a bit kicking myself when, when he, uh, you know, come out and got, got the highest score. So look, not going to play him in 99, probably didn't quite need to take the hits, but I think future planning, the transfers I've put in means I, uh, you know, potentially might not need to make as many, uh, take as many hits over the next few weeks now. So yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to take 99 points and, and, uh, and move on. I, I can't complain too much. Yeah, as you said, it's definitely not a bad score in any single way. So uh, you haven't done too bad there. Me, compared to you lot, looks a bit rubbish, actually, doesn't it? 71. So um, Mm. Nick Pope, I expected big things from Burnley this week. Not against Spurs, but, you know, he only managed four points. And as you said, Diaz and Stones really saved my week. Got off to a good start in that early kickoff. Uh, Barnes, I don't even want to talk about Harvey Barnes, (laughs) to be honest. I was devastated, absolutely devastated when I saw he went off injured. Fernandez didn't hit, unfortunately. I talked him up a lot last podcast. You know, he's he's done it in the single game weeks. He couldn't do it in the double. So that's just how it is. Son, I was very, very pleasantly surprised by Son this week. And I think a lot of people definitely underestimated him because he was a very big captain shout. I think a lot of people went with Kane. A lot of people went with Fernandez. So I think he was very slept on this week, which is a shame for a lot of fantasy managers. And then Salah didn't really manage to do anything. Kane did manage the assist and the two games played, which was nice. Bamford two points and that was about it for my week there wasn't much to uh, report on for me and Matt I'm the same with you with that Mitchell with those two clean sheets and he didn't play either I actually started him on my pitch and Cresswell got subbed mm. on for him I was absolutely devastated with that but you know that's just how it goes sometimes in fantasy isn't it yeah look I, I was the exact same and um yeah it was disappointing you know those Palace boys picked up some big points and uh, I think you know you look at your uh, your side there and um, 
just amazing to think you've got guys like Salah. Like obviously, I've got I've got the same players, but there's guys like Salah with five points this week over two matches. Um, you know, that's just phenomenal. Um, you know, even Fernandez uh, with with no goals and no assists in those fixtures. Um, yes, it's quite remarkable, really. But um, yeah, look, you've you've come out okay. Did you beat the average though this week, Elliot? I don't think you did. No, I was below it by four points. I was looking this morning. I thought I'm not going to make it. Not quite going to make it, which is very frustrating. But I didn't drop too much in the league, so that wasn't too bad from me. But that's enough from us on our teams. Now we've got the managers of the week, and this week I think for the first time ever, we've actually got two managers of the week. They've both got 120 points. Daniel Preddy here played his bench boost. He had Martinez, Diaz, Maguire, which is an interesting, interesting shout, if I do say so. Stones, Rashford, Son, Fernandez, Foden, Watkins, Bamford, Calvert-Lewin. And then his bench, well, I mean, Pickford's there, Cody's there, Lingard's there. And imagine if Mitchell had played for him. He would have been on for a ridiculous amount of points there. That, that's that's quite insane, to be honest. But that's, that's the first manager of the week. As I said, I don't think we've had two managers of the week before where they're both drawn on the same amount of points. And we also have got... Oh. If it'll it's load quite, for me here. Yeah. Just saying, say um, it's quite interesting. Obviously, they both use chips uh, in, mm-hmm. the, in these weeks. Well, one's used the bench boost, so Daniel Preddy, who's actually mm-hmm. a friend of mine from his school friend from oh, the, the UK. So um, I'll, I actually messaged him this morning because I clocked, I clocked how good he was doing. Um, so that's a good score from him. And then obviously now you've jumped onto the next one. He uses triple captain in the next one. Yeah, we have Machine Manor here. Uh, who also managed 120 points, triple captain on Son, which, as I was just saying, nice. not many people really wow. appreciated him. This man has right here, and that's what happens when you put your faith in Son, I guess. You know, Digne with a massive score there. Michael Keane with yeah. a massive score there. He definitely made the most of his Everton assets. And I, I can't believe he triple captained Son out of all the options, to be honest. I'm quite surprised by that. I mean, Matt, you're usually the one that backs Son in quite a bit, but you backed Harry Kane this week. So are you quite surprised to see that? Yeah, I think um, out of the two, because he hasn't got Kane, has he? So I think he he looks like he's looked at it and thought, you know, putting it on Son is going to be a massive differential. Um, I think most of the FPL community had Kane and uh, Son was just a big, big differential. So, yeah, a bit of a surprise, but um, it's obviously worked out for him. And from a triple captain, I think if you can get sort of 30 to 35 points or above, um, then you're, you know, you're, you're in dreamland and 42 points is a decent return considering you know, how this double game week went. So now really good and a really impressive team. And just a quick shout out. I think he's one of our uh, international followers. Looks like he's in uh, in Nigeria. So um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we've got fantasy managers all around the globe. That's what we love about the beautiful game. But they are the uh, FPL managers of the week. So they can claim their cash pool and prizes where they can play in Pez, Rocket League, FIFA and NBA 2K. So if you get in touch with us, we can sort you out with that but enough about them lads what are your transfers going to be this week because I know I say it a lot but I'm actually going to be rolling over this week I think so (laughs) as I say I feel like I do it every week I do make transfers but I've got to sort out Barnes but I'm not really sure what to do so I think I'll just be waiting for my second free transfer yeah I'll 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 jump in first I guess Um, obviously we've Sterling in there, let me down. Now he, he killed me on the free on my free hit week, and he's killed me on my wild card week. So he's binned. So I'm going to um, I'm going to take out take out Sterling, and I'm going to bring actually in a, another city asset, KDB, 
because um, I think he'll guarantee. I think he pretty much guaranteed to start against United, even though I know I want United to win so much. I just think in the safety net, KDB's in there, so I'll benefit either way. Sort of thing. If United get the result, happy days. If uh, it goes against us, which it's looking like it might go against us, unless we pull out another nil-nil, it's um, hopefully KDB does the cuts. I absolutely hate saying things like this, uh, but. KDB's in, and then Barnes. I'm just going to take him out, and I'm going to I'm going to throw another random differential in there. I'm going to put Traore in from Aston Villa because he's going to play game week 29. He's got three good fixtures. He's going to be playing against Newcastle as well. Uh, so I'm hoping he absolutely get better than that. Does it? Hope, it's got to be an open goal for him. Hope he hopefully he absolutely ruins Newcastle. Um, and you know, and turns up and, and does the goods. And I think Grealish might be back contributing in that in that time frame as well. So. If he does over the next couple of weeks, sell up Traore and hopefully he bangs in. You know, at five point nine, you know, I think he's only got he's got really low ownership in there. Uh, so I'm going to uh, yeah. So hopefully he, he does the goods. Yeah, he did the goods against us earlier in the season. He uh, he scored. So you've you've not picked a yeah. bad one out there. That's some nice transfers from you there. Obviously a massive differential. I think we've you've spoken about him a little bit, Matt, on your guru section, which we will get onto in a moment. But Matt, would you like to tell us what transfers you're making first? Yeah, look, it's uh, I think it's going to be a last minute one for me. So at the moment, I've I've not made any. I was, you know, potentially using your famous words of of rolling over. Um, but look, if I do do a transfer this weekend, it could be something a bit different. And and I'm potentially looking at removing either Fernandez, right? Yeah, or uh, I know this is just uh, surprise surprising a lot of people, or Salah, um, but. It's all going to be down to some intel, and if I can get a confirmation <laughs> that, that if I can get some confirmation that that Gareth Bale is uh, is going to start, I've just got a feeling that um, you know with him, uh, Son, Kane, and I think Lucas Moura will get the start on the weekend, um, and he looked really good in that in that Burnley game, Lucas Moura, and I think uh, there'll be a lot of spaces for for Bale and, and chances and. I'm looking at Fernandez. I just can't see him returning against City. He's just had a really poor run right in these big games. Uh, and then Salah, I'm gr- I think like everyone, I'm, I'm growing frustrated with him. I know that these guys can punish, so it would potentially just be a transfer to bring bring back Fernandez or bring back Salah when needed. Um, so look, it's going to be a last minute one. I'm not sure I've done nothing yet. I could just roll over and save two, but if I'm going to do a transfer, it could be bail. And uh, it's also for the fact that he's got a fixture in 29 and uh, Fernandez and Salah don't. But yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a worry, um, especially with Salah having a home game. I know, I know their form's been poor and they've not won in what five games, but um, yeah, that's what I'm kind of looking at, but I don't know if I want to risk it because uh not having Fernandez at the start of the season is is why I had a had a bad start. So yeah, it's going to be a last minute decision, and, and if it is, it's going to be a huge one. But yeah, who knows? It's either that or, or two transfers saved. Yeah, and you obviously you don't have the the luxury of having a wild card to fall back onto, which I think I'm the only one on the podcast now that mm-hmm. does have that if needed. So it's always a big worry when you get the big money assets out, and then you know you've got to think about oh, if they start performing, how do I get them back in and stuff like that. And you're you're one that speaks about that quite a bit, Matt. So I'm quite surprised mm-hmm. by that. But you know, everyone's sort of holding on this year, aren't they? With the the thought of just the fear of missing out. I think it is like getting yeah. them out and then they go and serious pointer. Yeah, literally, that's what it is. It's just massive, massive FOMO. But I'll be interesting. I know I've said I'm not going to do anything. So that's that's all that is for me. But what we will do now, Matt, is we'll get onto your guru section. 
where you've got your form players, your differentials, your ones to watch, your three teams to watch out for, your captain picks and your scout 11. All right, Matt, so we will start with your form players. So who are they? Yeah, look, thanks, Elliot. Um, Look, I've actually uh, just listed some differentials this week as opposed to form players. Um, So I'll uh, I'll go through those um, uh, to begin with. So uh, in terms of of, uh, of the differentials and and, uh, ones to watch, I'm going to put down uh, Jesse Lingard or or Lingardinho, as uh, as he's known. (laughs) Uh, to everyone else, six uh, percent ownership, home to Leeds. I think it's a very open game for him. Uh, he's produced in his in three returns in three games. He got the assist against City. He obviously got that really good goal against my team Spurs, and um, he's also had uh, I think assist the week before. He had he had a double on debut. So um, you know, six percent ownership with a home game. West Ham playing game week twenty nine. Really good Harvey Barnes replacement, I think. Um, but uh, as uh, Jack's just actually told me uh, in the chat, can't play against United uh, apparently the w- next week because uh, I'm assuming it's because of his loan deal. So, um, yeah, look, that, that'd be a bit of a dis- disappointment, but you would still get him for 29. So bringing him in this week against Leeds, quite an open game. So, um, yeah, definitely one to, uh, to look out for in terms of differentials. Uh, another one, he's uh, he's been on the list before. Um and he's produced a little bit bit recently, and he obviously scored a really good goal at Anfield this morning, and it's Mason Mount, um, 7.1% ownership. Uh, home to Everton, look, it's it's a tough game. Um, Everton are, are on uh, you know big form at the moment, but I think uh, you know with his goal this morning, he got he got another double digit score a couple of game weeks ago, um, and he's got some pretty good fixtures, and I think again another Barnes replacement. Uh, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna keep on the on the trend of these uh, these Barnes replacements, um, and I'm gonna go with uh, Lucas Mora, who I, I just obviously mentioned before as well. 1.2% ownership. Uh, he scored last week. Uh, nice goal against Burnley. Um, I think he's gonna get the nod. Uh, Deli Ali got the start last night, and then Lucas Mora come on for him for the last 20 minutes. I think uh, that's with Mora being in mind to start this weekend, and such low ownership, and and home to uh, to Palace. You know, I think he's a really big differential. So, you know, if you uh, and also we've got game week twenty nine um, in mind there. So that that's one that uh, you know you, you're going to get get a good uh, return out of. Uh, the next one, look, I, I can't quite pronounce his uh, his name. You might have to uh, to help me out, Elliot. But it's uh, is it Diagne or D- I think it's D- Diagne. I think it's Diagne. There you go. It. We've been linked with him a few times, so I think uh, I think it's Diagne, mate. Diagne, we'll go with Diagne, uh, 0.7% ownership. Okay, it's, it's a bit of a strange one, like he's only got, you know, three returns in seven. Um, but if you actually look at his uh, his all-round play, he's getting in the right positions. He did actually score this morning against Everton, right at the death. Um, and, you know, you look at it again, it was one of those dodgy VAR calls. On another day, it gets given... And I'm uh, sorry to say, Elliot, but he's coming up against a you know a dismal out of form Newcastle side this weekend. So, um, you know, if there's anyone that that uh, he's going to get a goal against, it's probably going to be the tune at the moment. So, yeah, 0.7% ownership striker, and he's really really cheap. I think he's about six million. So, definitely one to watch out for. And then my last one, I didn't I didn't think I'd be uh, I'd be saying this, but um, like if he's fit to play, um, I know he's had a few fitness issues. Um, but I'm going to stick uh, Aubameyang in there. Um, 
yeah, really, really big differential. But, um, you know, away to Burnley. Burnley have had two games in the last week. Arsenal got the rest in the week. They, they didn't have a game. You know, he did get that hat-trick against Leeds a few weeks ago. And I think, yeah, Arsenal coming out of that Leicester game. I know Aubameyang only come out with a point. I think he'd come off the bench. But, um, you know, you'd expect him to be fresh. Uh, and he could be quite a good shout. Um, and he's also going to be there for game week 29 as well. Um, so, again, he's someone if you just want to do something completely different. Um, and you, uh, you know, you want to potentially get rid of Salah, you want to potentially get rid of Fernandez for, for a week or two, then you know, he's someone to keep your eye on. Um, and he's obviously got really low ownership. Um, so that's my, uh, that's my differentials for this game week. Yeah, I think on the topic of Aubameyang, everyone was really expecting big, big things from him this season. I remember in one of our early podcasts, game week one or game week two, you know, after he returned against Fulham and he was a midfielder this year, everyone was raving about him, thinking he was going to be the seller of a few years ago, if you will, or the De Bruyne of last year, you know, all these massive hauls. And I did see something that if he was a midfielder in his last season in the Premier League, he would have been one of the highest scoring players, but he just hasn't been able to find that form this season, which is a bit disappointing. But you've given me a lot of uh, food for thought there with the uh, the Harvey Barnes replacements, Matt. So I might have to put <laughs> one of them into action. But enough of your differentials. We've now got your three teams to back. So who are they? Yeah, look, it's definitely going to be uh, Man City. Uh, two games. They've got the derby against Man United. Um, I can see that being quite low scoring. I'm, I'm looking at sort of a nil-nil. Uh, it's a bit of a theme with United in big games. So... Uh, looking a bit of maybe of a nil-nil or one-nil City type of type of win. Um, I think it's going to be quite strong on defence. Um, so if you've got your you know your Diaz's in there, uh, Edison's uh, Stones, um, you know you, you could be quite secure with a clean sheet. Uh, they've got the second game against Southampton. You'd expect them to win that. Southampton are you know bang out of form. Um, you get a lot of pep roulette, um, but if I'm going to have to pick a team, it's going to be them. Another one I'm definitely going to be picking my side, Spurs. I know Palace have had a couple of solid results and clean sheets, but um, you know I think off the back of a couple of wins for us, um, you know we've got our, our front line back out there starting to fire again. I think it's a good fixture. If Zaha doesn't make it as well, then um, you know I'd really expect us to come out and win that game uh, by a couple of goals. Um, and then my third team is not actually Liverpool, which is um, pretty crazy. I didn't think I'd be getting to game week. 27 and uh, not having Liverpool as one of my three teams in, you know, considering they got Fulham at home who are in the bottom three. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a surprise myself, but, you know, with five games at home uh, in a row of defeats and I think seven in a row without winning um, and Fulham are quite compact, um, I'm not putting them in. I'm going to I'm gonna put in, uh, you know, the, I'm going to have to put in Arsenal, and unfortunately, as a, again, I'm so this all the time as a Spurs fan, it's not one I, I want to do, but I've, I've got to take the bias aside and be honest. And, um, you know, they look good against Leicester. Um, <laughs> they did. They, uh, they look good against Leicester and um, away to Burnley. Burnley have had those two games. And, yeah, I think, um, I think yeah, for, for me, um, Arsenal's form isn't great either, but um, three goals away at, at the, uh, the King Power and, and they looked in control, to be honest. And, yeah, Liverpool was just—I just can't put them in this week, and I'm going to have to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with them. Arsenal and City and Spurs—that they're—they're they're going to be my three teams. 
Well, as we all know, Matt has now transformed into a massive Arsenal fan. So uh, you can <laughs> no be expecting him in the red and white next week in the Arsenal home shirt. But jokes aside, Matt, they're definitely, you know, I don't back Liverpool either myself at the minute. I don't think many people do, even at home. If you'd said that to me a year ago, Liverpool at home to Fulham, they wouldn't be in your shocks of the week. I would have called you absolutely crazy, mate. But moving on now to your captains, who have you chosen? Yeah, look, I've I've, uh, I've put Kane at the, at the top of the list this week. Um, you know, he's got that that knack of scoring in uh, in London derbies, so definitely Harry Kane. Um, you know, I'll, I'll add Son in there now as well. Um, I think both of them are, are really good shouts. Um, and then if I'm going to the City assets, uh, definitely uh, Gundogan. Like he's got to be in there. Um, you know, every returns with something most game weeks, doesn't he? Whether it's an assist or a goal and there's points on the board. Um not entirely sure if he'll play uh, both games. Um he'll definitely get at least one of the two and maybe a sub appearance, but you know he's, he's a captain option regardless. Uh KDB, Jack will be happy to hear that one. Um I'm not a huge uh huge fan of him in fantasy this season. I think I uh, I read a stat the other day that he's uh, only scored one goal from open play out of maybe 67 shots or something like that and uh, not too sure if he's going to remain on pens either but if he does get the Southampton game um, I think that that you know he's got that potential to score and you know grab a couple of assists but um, again with him I think you're going to need the two games but he's definitely definitely a captain shout um, obviously I did speak about potentially taking Salah out and Liverpool not being in my three teams but I'm still going to put Salah on there as a captain choice Um you know, he did get subbed off early last night. He's probably going to have a bit of a point to prove, potentially a bit of a backlash. Um, so he's got to go on the list. Um, probably not one of my sort of top top choices this week because Fulham are very compact. Uh, they sit deep and, and they're, they're pretty organised at the back as well. I know they're in the bottom three, but they've actually got quite a lot of clean sheets over the last uh, couple of months. Um, and then my last one's going to be Antonio from West Ham. Really liking his form. Um, you know, he bullied Man City last week. I bullied my side Spurs a week before. Um, he's getting goals. Um, you know, he's very fixture-proof, um, and he's obviously he's a physical player. He gets in all the right positions. So, um, Antonio is going to going to round up my uh, my five captains. Yeah, and you've got on the document there. I can see your curveball captain, and I know he's your favourite striker from North London. So, would you like to tell everyone who that is? Uh, look, he's definitely not my favourite striker. Uh, from the North London teams, um, and uh, but I've put him down, Obama Yang, if he gets a start, right? If, if he starts, I, I can see him scoring against Burnley. Um, again, though, it's a risky one, but you know, we're at that stage of the season now where if, you, if you're in you know leagues where you're playing for money or you're in head to head leagues, um, you know, or you're trying to get get one up on someone on, on a mini league and, and make some gains, and you know, now's the time to do do these types of curveballs. And, you know, if you get confidence that you think Aubameyang's going to play from the start, then, you know, you're going to get that extra midfielder points if he does score. And he is on penalties. Um, and I think that's how he rounded up uh, his hat-trick against Leeds. I think one of his goals might have been a penalty. Uh, so, yeah, curveball. He's, he's not a uh, not a huge fan of, of him in fantasy league this year. Um, but if you want to reminisce a little bit on the past and, and previous seasons, if you can sort of hit a bit of that form, then there's definitely a bit of glimmer of hope there. And, and Burnley away, I think they'll have some tired legs. Burnley is the early kickoff tomorrow as well. So, um, yeah, I think I think Arsenal might come away with a with a win. I hope not, but but they, uh, you know, they might. 
Yeah, you've talked about as a differential a lot. Now we'll move on to your scout 11. And Does he make it into the starting 11? You know what? I've talked him up, but I couldn't fit him in there due to value, right? So um, to get him in, it probably would have been ha- having to either uh, reduce Danny Ings um, or get rid of Salah. Um, and I just think with Ings having uh, an extra game, May not play both games over things. I, I got stung with that last time where I did captain him in that double game week and he missed the second game. But I think Southampton are desperate now. Like uh, they need points. Um, you know, they, they could get dragged in this relegation zone. So um, yeah, he didn't make it in. But I put Willian in there because he was kind of what I could fit within the 100 million budget. It's, it's an interesting one, but he's coming off 11 points against um, uh, Leicester last week. And I think Willian's the sort of player that You've got to get him when he's hot. He can normally do two or three really big scores and then he just kind of disappears. So um, I think for the game week, Willian, Son, Gundogan, you know, gets in there week in, week out, especially with two, potentially two fixtures that he, he might appear in. Salah, still got to be in there. Uh, that's in the midfield. Um, I'll go back to the defence and keeper. Edison, I think he's the safest bet to play two games. Same as Diaz. Um, if I'm going to pick a defender from City, it's usually him that, that gets the... Gets both games. Uh, Pereira from Leicester. I know he let us all down in the double game week, but um, there's still potential in him, especially with Brighton away. Uh, and then Bartley um, really impressed me in, in the first, the West Brom Brighton game. I know Brighton had, what, three disallowed goals or uh, something like something bizarre. Or, you know, that, that happened in that game. But he um, he impressed me. He was a set piece threat. And, um, you know, West Brom quite tight. Uh, even in the game against Everton, they're pretty tight. Uh, at the back for for most of the game, so home to Newcastle, you boys aren't going to have a really much attacking threat. So, um, you know, I think he could be a a good one in there. Um, and then if I'm going with the uh, the front three, captains Arman and Kane, that London derby record. Um, I'm expecting him to score this weekend and get some bonus because he's he's missed a lot of chances lately. Um, and then Danny Ings, just because there's two fixtures, one of them Sheffield United. I think uh, Saints are. Uh, hitting some desperate territory right now and kind of need to start going for some wins. I think they're about seven or eight games winless. Um, and then Antonio, home to Leeds. I think he's a really good shout this week. Um, yeah, so tough pick this week. There's a lot of teams uh, that look quite flat. There's a lot of teams that look out of form. Um, so I think if you're wild carding um, or you want to make some drastic changes this week and you're chasing people in leagues, this is this is the time for differentials because... Yeah, there's there's not too many uh, consistent players, is there, right now? So, no, and we're getting to the business end of the season where it's those fine margins that, as you said, in your mini leagues, if you're playing for money or head-to-head leagues, they they really they are the difference at the end of the day because a lot of people will have you know the construct of the team with your Canes, your Sons, but it's those little players that get you those those points that will will really shoot you up those mini leagues. I think it's quite interesting though how you've. Uh, you know, you spoke about it a lot that the the double game week can be a bit of a uh, a bait sometimes into making you you know choose him as your captain. Mm. So I do like that you've gone with Kane. You back him over Son again this week? Yeah, look, I think um, it's going to for me in my personal team. Uh, it could be a, a last minute choice between Kane Son, and then if I decide to just do this bail thing, then you know maybe him. Um, but I think as a safe general all round option. Um, if you can get the nucleus of your team right, you know, with your Gundawans and Antonio's picking up points, you've obviously got to get your captain right each week. And I think Kane's the safest bet. He scored against Palace in the last game. Uh, he got the full bonus in that game as well. 
Um, he scored against him last season as well. Um, Son's got a good record against against Palace as well in home games, but I think Kane's pretty safe with the penalties as well. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I think he'll, uh, he'll he'll come out with a goal. He's, I think he's never gone three games or something or without a goal in Premier League history. And um, albeit he did score against uh, Burnley, but um, you know he never normally goes a couple of games without a goal, does he? So I think he's he's the safest one with the captain. Gundogan, I'd I would have said him if uh, KDB wasn't back, but. City just don't really need to. Uh, they, they can rotate now. They've got a massive squad. They've, you know, they've won the league. Jack's Jackside United uh, blew it. So, um, yeah, Gundogan doesn't get the band armband this week. Yeah, they've got no. their feet up. They're just walking, walking their way to the title at this point, aren't they? It's easy for them. Just drop, dropping the money out of their pockets as they're walking their way. But, you know, Jack, we've spoke a lot about Salah and Bruno today. He's, he's stuck with Salah, the guru. So what's your thoughts on that? You know, do you think he'll fire against Fulham at home? Are they finally going to break their five-game loss streak at Anfield? Can I be biased as a United fan and just say it's game over? And of course you Salah, can. get him out of your team, spend your money elsewhere. I think spend uh, it on Bruno. I like that. Spend it on Bruno, but I think um, <laughs> obviously the guru recommend. That's the one I went against the guru with last week when he recommended Salah to me because I'm just not happy with him. And it, I'm, I think having the gamble with Sterling, what I put into my team uh, versus what Salah provided this week, I, I didn't feel that bad about doing it. Do you know what I mean? And usually you can't go without Salah, can you? But against Fulham on paper, you go, he's getting a hat trick or something like that, don't you? But He's just they're just not performing Liverpool are they? They've seen they've had their injuries in defence. Now they're without Henderson. Are they are they how much of a good team are they without Henderson in there now? Not looking great. And I think even putting a, another Arsenal player in there, William in there. Um, you know, obviously now Matt's an Arsenal fan. Um, His favourite winger from North London as well, I guess. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe he didn't do the double up with Aubameyang in there instead. But I'd, I'd say spend your money elsewhere than Salah. Famous last words, he will probably bang a hat trick this week and he'll bounce back to Liverpool this week, won't he? But yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan at the moment. But then again, look at my position in the mini league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think I think though with Salah, like at the moment, him and even Fernandez are probably on the, the chopping block for a lot of people because yeah. Fernandez is the top scorer in the game. You think I can't really get rid of him, but United have got a couple of tough games and... and uh, you just tired legs as well, mate. Yeah, tired legs as well. Tired legs. There's Europa coming up the, you know, this week as well. Um, I, th- I think it's the Europa is the Europa this week as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah for United and, and for Spurs as well, and um, you know, a few other sides. And um, you know, this going to be what's going to become a priority for some of these clubs. And um, yeah, Salah just not liking his form, just yeah, really declining. And and Fernandez, you know, can he actually do it in a big game? And but it's, it's risks. It's all risks, you know. So, um, yeah, tough, tough choices. I think, I think the thing with Fernandez is he can do it in a big game, but it's, can the rest of the players do it in the big game with him? Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then if they don't, if they don't show, right. like it's all, it, you know, he's, he's showed how much of a one-man team he is in terms of carrying the team. Oh, you know, yeah. Bit, yeah. Bits of Rashford coming in, you know, elements of other players coming in, like even Daniel James is getting a run in the in the side now, even though he probably should, you know, he should have played probably against in the in the game the other, the other night. Um, it's you know. It, it can't just rely on Bruno all the time. It's not how a yeah. championship winning team win. Do you know what I mean? That's why I see yeah. it up there. That's why Liverpool faded off. You know, that's why West Ham are doing well because they've got a collective uh, in there. Same with Leicester. Um, 100%. So yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, I'll still put Bruno in there instead of Salah. 
you've got your own team and you've got to back your man. But thank you very much, Matt, for collating that wonderful guru section. We hope it's been insightful to all of you, but that was all from his guru section. Moving on now, and it's time for another very special guest on the podcast this week. And we've managed to get another one of Jack's UK mates, who is currently sitting 13th in our mini league after a smashing incredible 112 points with Not Love Wanderers as his team name. Tom couldn't be with us live, but we sent him some questions and these are the responses he's got from us. So Tom, mate, it's great to have you on the pod. Thank you for taking some time on and telling us about your FPL season so far. You've been smashing it and find yourself within our top 20. So well done for that, mate. It's a very competitive league and we know how difficult that can be. What I'm interested to know is how long you played FPL for and what your best finish is ever. So evening, everyone. Just to answer the questions that obviously you've sent over to me today. Not the Wanderers have been established since 2012. I've uh, I've missed a couple of years, but obviously I've tried to do it as much as I can. I normally do better when I've got a bit of a uh, a league going with mates or a bit of financial incentive. The highest I've ever finished it was one hundred and six one hundred and six thousandth, and that was in twenty seventeen. Um, I'm going to try and beat that this year. Wow, that was a I'll tell you what that's a that's an awesome team name by uh, by Tom, isn't it? Not Lob Wanderers. Um, but Tom, the guru here, uh, do you listen to the pod? And have you ever taken advice from uh, from our teams, our guru sections and our uh, you know, our Scout 11s? I only actually listened to the podcast once this year. And uh, <laughs> it was when I was actually manager of the uh, manager of the week, I think it was. <laughs> so I got a notification. I thought I'll give it a watch. And uh, yeah, it was quite good. Um, I've never actually taken advice. I'm a bit of a long range when it comes to advice. I do a bit of scouting on match the day. And uh, pick my team from there. Have a look at the fixtures the next week, and uh, just go from there. Um, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's about it, really. I think he needs to take a bit more advice from us boys, don't he? I think we talk a bit more uh, common sense than match of the day. Hundred um, <laughs> percent gold. Um, it's just a typical winner, isn't he? Jump jumps on to collect his uh, rewards on the centre stage. Manager of the week. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, five-a-side team. We asked uh, Chris Reed last week um, who, is, who would make his five-a-side team for the FPL this year using some of his favourite assets. So, Tom, who would make your team? You can use uh, your favourite FPL assets, but you've also got to include a differential or an unsung hero in there they've had this year. So, Tom, who made your five-a-side team? Five-a-side team? I'd go for uh, Martinez between the sticks in goal. He's uh, He's been my little unsung hero this year. He's got me loads of points, to be fair, and he costs absolutely nothing. Um, in front of him, I'd have a little bit of muscle and a ball player, John Stones. Um, there'd be two two little midfield flare men in front of them, if you want to call it. Um, I'd have Son and Grealish. And then up top, on his own, leading the line, there'd be King Kane. He's got it all, and he King Kane backing in goals, assists. He'd be the man. Um, a bit like me back at Vida back in the day, eh, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> I like that team. I'll tell you what, is he right, Jack? Was he uh, Was he King Kane? Listen, he was a, he's a strong lad, he's, a, he's, a, he's Tom. And he's, uh, he, used, he used to just play the ball up to him. He'd, hold, he'd have his hold-up play and he'd be able to turn and get a, get a pop away. But he was always 
like we were all early 20s and Tom's a bit younger. He was like uh, 16, 17, but he used to be able to bully the big lads. He's a yeah, good player. Good play, Tom. I don't think he does much movement these days. I think he shuffles <laughs> around the pitch, but yeah, nice five-a-side team. And interesting to have Bruno in there as well. He didn't. He didn't yeah. have Bruno. And uh, I thought it was a nice uh, a nice pick with Grealish. I think Grealish's injury lately, he's probably kind of uh, gone out of the frame because he's he's been a brilliant FPL asset over the season. Um you know, he, he put Stones in there. I wasn't quite sure if Stones was, uh, you know, the muscly type of defender um, that he mentioned. He's quite elegant, <laughs> isn't he? But, you know, he has, he has been brilliant. He has been brilliant this season. So that's a really good choice. And obviously Martinez, um, Harry Kane, you know, speaks for itself. Who, who was his other one again in, in, in the flair in midfield? It was Grealish. In, that's Son. Uh, Son. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Fernandez, that is a surprise. But um, and no Gundogan. Mm. Yeah, they're usually the two hot picks, aren't they? But you know, you can't go wrong with Son and Grealish, to be fair. Oh, no. <laughs> nah. it's, it's a great team. Yeah, and we can't all love Gundogan as much as yourself does, Matt. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I saw the, the massive smile perk up on your face when you heard he said Harry Kane, so you definitely appreciated that. But Tom, Bolton are clearly a team with a massive downfall recently, but you're sitting sixth in League Two right now. So what are your hopes for the season, mate? Question this step so when it comes to buying a team. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> I think uh Tom Tom sent me the wrong order there, so let me bring up this one here. But when it comes to my team, Bolton, um we've been on a bit of a bad downward spiral for the last uh last decade really. Um it's it's not been a good time. But uh we started off with pre season. Pre season looked really good, we signed a brand new squad and everyone thought it was gonna go really well. It's been a bit of a tough season to be fair. But we finally got it got it going. We're unbeaten in eight now. Um, won the last six. Um, I think we're in our best run of form I saw the other day since 2000. So, obviously, it's looking up. Um, the aim's got to be to get promotion. But if we if we don't, I don't think it's been a disaster of a season as long as we finish well. Obviously, there's been no fans there and it's been everybody's cup final really coming to the, uh, coming to the Reebok. So, hopefully, next year we get the fans back. Hopefully in League One in an ideal scenario. Obviously, if not, it's got to be promotion next year, hasn't it? Not too sure about promotion, but I think Bolton have been a bit of a downfall since 2003, haven't they? <laughs> they were brilliant, weren't they, for a couple of years in the Premier yeah. League with Sam Allardyce and really cemented their place in the Premier League. And I think they might have even played UEFA Cup football at one stage. I could be wrong, but I remember them having... Possibly, yeah. You know, yeah, JJ Kocha, Fernando Hiera, Ivan Campo... Kevin yeah. Nolan. Yori Jorkaev. Do you remember him? Jorkaev, yeah. Uh, I had Michael Ricketts and Kevin Davis. I was going to say, Michael Ricketts is before your time, Elliot, probably. But yeah. it's, uh, Michael Ricketts was, uh, yeah, made it to the England yeah. team. He, he came out of nowhere, didn't he, from the championship into the Premier Yeah. And uh, Yuri Askalainen. And, um, oh, nice. I'll tell you what, though, that Kevin Davis was a bully. He was an yes. absolute bully, horrible player. And he was, he was a good FPL asset because he wasn't, he wasn't expensive. He was cheap, and he would just chip in with goals and um, and bonus. And uh, yeah, really horrible, horrible footballer was Kevin Davis. <laughs> Good way to describe it. he was horrible, wasn't he? But he, he was he was class all to be fair. I think he's coaching now. Yeah. He, you know, if if, if he's um, you know, anything sort of a minion player, and he passes on his expertise from then, I think a yeah. couple of players will learn well from him. But um, so this one, this one I enjoyed because obviously Tom's a big Bolton <laughs> fan. So uh, I said to him, you like this question being a Bolton fan, but here we go. Uh, Burnley, Blackpool and Blackburn. You have to buy one. You have to manage one. 
and you have to win the league with one of them. So, Tom, who are you picking? Question this step, so when it comes to buying the team, managing the team and winning the uh, league with the team, because the ones you give me aren't really my uh, flavour of the month, shall we say. Um, <laughs> I'd definitely choose to buy Burnley, because they're in the Prem, they'd probably make me the most dough. And they're just safe as ours with Sean Dyche, aren't they? They're going nowhere, not going up, not going down. Stable money. Um, I choose to manage Blackburn because they've got a bit of history, to be fair, aren't they? Um, and they're not actually that good. So you keep them middle of the road in the middle of the road in the championship. Don't get promoted. Keep your job. Little stable earner. Um, and then I choose to get promoted with Blackpool because what's promotion to the championship? They've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie will be thrilled with that one, I think, definitely. We're excited about Blackburn. We'll have to uh, pass that message on if he isn't watching now, but we'll have to let him know that one. So, look, final uh, question from me, Tom. Um, have you got any uh, any final tips for the uh, for the FPL community? The only tips I've got, and it's what I've done for absolutely ages now, is defence on an absolute shoestring budget and spend all your money on flair players going forward. I get in as much flair as I can. Uh, and that's about it. Do your scouting on match of the day. Watch uh, <laughs> watch Sky Sports News. And uh, do your subs last minute as well, your transfers, to make sure that people don't get injured. Um, I think they're the only tips I've got, really. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, so that's what we have questions-wise from Tom. But what we will do quickly is we will discuss his team. As we said, he got 112 points this week. An absolute monster score. I had Martinez, Shaw, Jesus, Kane were the ones that did the business for him mainly, but he had a lot of just high-scoring teams in there, and he's he's shot up the league recently, hasn't he? He's found his way to 13th, so he's not doing too bad, but what do you make of his team, Matt? Are you, are you a fan? Are you not a fan? Yeah, he's got some good players in there. Obviously, he's got uh, Martinez that he mentioned. He's just been unbelievable this season. Um, highest point scorer as a goalkeeper, and it will probably end that way as well, so... Yeah, he's got a solid uh, goalkeeper there. Matt Target's been a bargain this season as well. So, nice little double up. John Stones, who he mentioned again, phenomenal this season. Uh, Luke Shaw has just really come into form the last couple of months. So, uh, really nice, uh, really nice defence there. Um, moving to his midfield, Son, again, great season. Uh, Reader Wild from Palace, that's a strange one. I think that might just be for uh, for budget reasons, I'm guessing. Um I think Grealish uh, to his bench. Bench. Uh, he's got yeah. injury to Grealish, so yeah, he's managed to, like he said, he's thrown, tried to throw all of his flair players in there by uh, having quite a cheap bench. He's also got Cresswell, who's been brilliant this season. Uh, Gundogan, again, don't need to say anything more about that man. Uh, Fernandez, unbelievable. Uh, Calvert Lewin, uh, I think he probably's got him in for this double. And that picker Jesus is definitely st- stands out um, this week. He's done really, really well with that one and. Um, you know, massive differential. Um, Kane, he's used the triple on him, but you know, like we said earlier, um, I think with uh, with that, you know, you'll take what you can get at the moment. Um, it's just so unpredictable this season. So, um, yeah, he's, he's come out pretty well, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, good good side. Uh, I think it's going to be a really strong lineup when he gets um, when he gets Jack Grealish back fit. He's, he's going to you know be a really big player and. Um, potentially could be a bit of a differential all of a sudden. So, yeah, really good team. 
Yeah, not bad at all. And Jack, I know you you said you got Luke Shaw in this week. He's in my draft team myself. So how big of a pick do you reckon he could be in the upcoming weeks? Because he's definitely played his way into a little bit of form this season. He was one of the top prodigies a couple of years ago when he came from Southampton. And he's finally, you know, fulfilling his his destiny ever since you signed Tellers because he's realised he's got to start playing football properly, I think. Yeah, I think it shows how important having um, that second man in each position is. And, you know, and that shows in City. City have basically got two teams, right? And then so United, that's where they needed to strengthen. So that's with the sign of Tellers, like you mentioned, Shaw stepped up and he's actually looking, you know, he's looking like a, a player. So, it, you know, he, you don't really want to drop him as much now. They want, or they want to save him whenever they can for the big games. Uh, clean sheet wise, obviously, you know, if United can keep, keep a clean sheet, which they're obviously doing well with these nil-nils at the moment, is great. But, um, you know, we see it coming up. I'm not too sure. But he is in my team as well. Um, so I'm, I'm backing him. Uh, so nice nice selection there from Tom. And as Matt mentioned as well, I actually said to Tom this morning, when I was chatting to him, that the, the Jesus one was a great shout. And that was more of a differential shout, really, wasn't it? Because I don't think a lot of people would have been mm-hmm. thinking about him. They were going for a five-man midfield, if anything, uh, during the double game week. And uh, the Jesus one was a great pick, uh, to be fair, which... You know, with Kane not hitting on both games, I think that saved him really and managed to get him up with that into the uh, into the three figure mark. He's also not got Salah, so um, you know, he's obviously been able to get a bit yeah. more of a a balanced uh, squad, and um, you know, it's, it's paid off for him this week. So. Yeah, definitely. As we said before, I wonder how long it's going to be before a lot of people just pull the plug on Salah. It's definitely coming into the defining couple of weeks, in my opinion, at least for my team, but. Yeah, that's it's definitely an interesting one with Sally. You never really know what to do with him. But um, we'd like to thank Tom from Blackpool for coming on today, being our top 20 guest for game week 26. We look forward to see how he finishes going into the final third of the season. We wish you the best of luck, mate, but just don't overtake me or the guru <laughs> at this point in time because otherwise you'll be taking our jobs at some point. But thank you very much, Tom, and we, we wish you well, mate. So moving on now to draft, and it's been another massive week in the draft league. A couple of shocking results there, Jack. You've you've lost to me, mate. What what's gone wrong there? Oh, just couldn't get enough transactions in, Elliot. And I think it was um, you know obviously a high scoring week for you know a couple of the teams, but with the double game week, I think Digne just obviously saved me in there. Um, Saint Maximan, your best mate, getting injured, um, so he, he didn't do much for me. And then Marshall not starting. He was on the bench, um, and yeah, not a, not, not a decent score to be fair, but not, obviously just not good enough against you, mate. With your look at that team, and you got all your city assets in there. Obviously, De Gea with the clean sheets, Shaw with the clean sheet, um, Richarlison finally oh, yeah, doing it. Richarlison. You got Richarlison, who we slagged off so much on this pod, <laughs> uh, and not and not rating him. Now he's in huge form. Um, so yeah, you, you killed me off there, mate. Yeah, I've had Richarlison for quite a while this year, so it's it's good that he's finally played his way into a little bit of form. And then Rolando fell short to James with another massive score. The Mac lads with 92 points this week. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Papa wow. with 92 points beat David, who was, you know, he was climbing his way back up the league a little bit. And then Ollie managed to beat Matt, which was uh, quite a surprising oh. one again, because I don't think Ollie really Not checked it anymore, Matt. Yeah, no, not not it. happy with that. You know what? With uh, Ollie, always seems to turn it on against me. I think I've played him a few times now, and he's a bit of a kryptonite, and uh, I just can't quite quite defeat him. And uh, yeah, d- disappointing. But 
uh, I'm annoyed as well because my score would have beat both you and and Jack, and then and I drew Wally. But uh, yeah, shout out to Peely. He uh, he had Gareth Bale and Son, so massive. Yeah, let's let's just take a quick check at his team right now, and as you can see, Mount Michael <laughs> Keane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely one of those that was just <laughs> this game week. It's going to be massive, and then for the rest, it's not going to be brilliant, isn't it? Even Connor so, Cody. Yeah, oh. had two play- two players that didn't get any points, and he's still. Yeah, hit the 90s. Cody was his auto sub, wasn't it? Go down and see what his auto subs were. No, it was Thiago. <laughs> Thiago uh, and Mitrovic. Oh, jeez. How's he got that? Connor Cody and uh, you know, all the week that he does it and and Michael Keane Mount. That's just incredible. That that's a that's a classic score. That is. Yeah, the best part about it is he's probably got absolutely no idea that he's got that good. So we'll have to, we'll have to make sure Ollie lets him know. But that was last week. We're moving on to this week and it's a new week for Jack and he needs a win this week against Ollie. It's that, that old rivalry of the two, Ollie and Jack, I think. You know, they were always the top dogs meant to beat each other. I'll tell, so. tell, tell you what, boys. Have you seen those two fixtures this round? It's the top four all playing against each other. So it's going to be, um, yeah, I think eyes on everybody, eh? The original Classico yeah. with the uh, with the modern Classico. So <laughs> we've got uh, Statman Dave versus uh, Matty Dane. That, that's a that's a huge game because Dave's been Dave's got a great team in there as well. And in the draft because he's been the up and comer, and he he's just uh, he's found his way and picked everyone off one by one. I think. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Peely playing Rolando, hoping for another ninety-two <laughs> point score. Wooden and spoon. Then... <laughs> <laughs> James versus myself. But from this, what do we think is the game of the week? I'd probably lean more towards saying, oh, it's difficult between Jack and Ollie and Matt and David, but what do you reckon, Matt? Obviously, you're going to say yourself. Oh, look, I think the original classic of Jack and Ollie, um, you know, is uh, is a huge game. But I think if we're going by... D- Dave's recent form's been good. Um, I think it, it, it's me and Dave, I think, potentially just based on the fact that it can really uh, shape up the table with, uh, you know, one of us winning it, it will shape the table, it can change the dynamic of it all completely. So, um, yeah, I'll go with myself and Dave as, as match of the week. Yeah, do you, do you back yourself in to beat Dave this week or not? It's all about Salah. Yeah, we'll take a quick so, look at so Dave's ten, team. Yeah. As Pilaqueta, Diaz, Guaita. So a lot of, again, a lot of those double digit hauls this week, there was from a lot of different people. He got 76 points this week. So it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. He's got Fernandez. You know, we've talked about Salah and Fernandez a lot on this podcast. So they're, they're the deciding factors, in my opinion, definitely. And then what we will do is we will go back onto your team, Matt, and take a quick look at what you'll be facing him with. And, you, you know, you don't have a bad team yourself. You know, you've got the four City assets. You'd like to hope at least three of them, if not all four, were playing the game. You know, Pep Roulette, you can never really think what he's going to do. And they, they've got the double this week as well, don't they? So mm. that could be absolutely massive for you. So that that's not bad at all. And then you've got the three Spurs assets in there. If they can keep a clean sheet against Palace, you're not doing too bad for yourself. And then you're actually quite unlucky this week with Werner because he obviously had another goal ruled out by VAR. But, you know, it's definitely not a bad team. But, you know, as you said, if, if Salah can do the business, I don't see why you can't beat him, to be honest, mate. So, Jack, we will move on to what you're saying. Do you think, first of all, do you think that is the game of the week or are you backing you versus Oli as, as the big game? Uh, me for the win and the poet, I reckon the stat man will get the win on this one, lads. Yeah, that's that's not bad at all. But that wraps up draft for us. What we'll do now is we'll switch over to Ollie for his last two 
Peely puzzler clues. On to the next two clues then for Peely's puzzler. I moved to Everton in 2013 for approximately £3 million and I got a bronze medal in the first ever UEFA Nations League representing England at centre-half. So those are the next two clues. All four clues for this week's Peely's puzzler have now been given. Can you get it? Let's see. It's definitely a more difficult one this week, but we'd like to thank you for joining us this evening, this morning, whenever you're listening or watching into the podcast. May all your FPL dreams come true. Take care, stay safe, and we will see you next week for more fantasy action. Take care.